Hello, everyone, and welcome to a whole new episode, a new Monday, a new week of Homemade Ops. Today, we actually have a fun topic. We're going to be talking about mini budgets. And so, join us and have some fun. Okay, so like Todd said, we're going to talk a little bit about mini budgets today, which is kind of a fun finance tip. It's a little more light. We were pretty heavy last week and the week before with mortgages. So let's review really quick last week's topics. So we did our special home buying series for two weeks in a row, and we put a lot of love into that series, and it was a lot of fun actually to to talk about and all those tips. I We had a really good time with it. So. It was a it was a good one. Go talk. Go listen to those if you haven't yet. If you're going through the home buying process, it's uh, it was very insightful, especially having Ryan and Phil on both of those episodes. Yeah, and share it maybe with someone you know who is buying a house or bookmark them for later too. It's just good information, and I I feel like I learned a lot even talking to Ryan with Phil and Phil. We've worked with them before, but they had a lot of good info. So as a quick summary, if you're wanting to go back and maybe listen to part of those. Part one in that series, they're labeled part one, two, three, four on our podcast, so you can easily find them. Part one is what is the process of home buying, who is involved, and how does everyone get paid? Net part two is questions to ask yourself when buying a home to determine if it's a good purchase. Part three is what is a mortgage, so breaking down what consi- what makes up a mortgage payment. And part four is mortgage strategy tips and pitfalls to avoid when you're signing away your life in a mortgage <laughs> mortgage document. So, and then of course, Friday Friends with Ryan Ogden. He's a real estate agent, talks all about strategy and great tips when you're buying a home and as well as thoughts kind of on the market right now. And then our Friday Friends with Philip Burnett. He talks all about mortgage payments. It was actually a pretty great episode, pretty extensive. So give those a listen and let us know your thoughts on that. All right, so let's get into something fun. Busy couple weeks. First of all is what did we watch this weekend? Oh, boy. We finally have a new movie for you. Yay! <laughs> Neither of us had seen. Now, when we say new, <laughs> we mean <laughs> relatively new. I mean, this came out uh, in January, so it's not very new, but it was still enjoyable. <laughs> the newest we've seen so far. Yeah. So we got uh, The Invisible Man. It's on Redbox right now. Wow. We watched it actually on the 4th of July. So there's fireworks going on. It was kind of funny. It's, I have to say, it was a very good movie. So that one we watched on Clear Play, and it was just such a cool movie because it's, uh, it was very similar to, I don't know if anyone has seen this before, but Don't Breathe, which is another really good, intense uh, thriller slash scary movie. And when we say scary, it's a, uh, it's not like ghosts, but it's just like scary intense because of the situation. Yeah. More suspenseful. Yeah. It's kind of freaky. And it was surprisingly the latest one, the latest invisible man that just came out this year. That is like, there's several invisible men's one came out with, uh, in like the two thousands with, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What is Kevin Bacon not in? He's in a bunch of stuff. Seven <laughs> theories, right? Seven, or wait, no, seven steps or seven something, movies yeah, or something like that. I always like forget that. seven steps to Kevin Bacon or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so Invisible Man, the latest one. And the actress, and I forgot her name, but she was terrific. Like, she was really good. Like Her acting was like superb. Um, it was extremely intense. Like we were watching it and just thinking, wow, this is a really good movie. I feel like my heart was racing the whole time watching it. It doesn't really calm down at all. <laughs> you nope. never get a break. Not a movie for the, for, you know, the little kids or anyone who's scared at being a home alone, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Not the best movie for people like that. But for those who like a good thriller, suspenseful film, 
Uh, it is relatively new. If you need, if you're in the mood for a how uh, a heart pounding thriller, go ahead and check it out. All right, so we also have a new bit for you guys today. It's called Listener Tips, and we're really excited about it. This one actually comes from our good friend Jessica Hoffman. She is awesome. She's a really great traveler, actually, because she's lived abroad. She travels a lot, and so she listened to our tip when we were talking about credit cards, how you can use them a lot internationally, and they give you a lot more protection from fraud and things like that. And she actually wrote me and said another tip is that especially when you're traveling in Europe, that a lot of the smaller cafes and shops like that maybe only take local currency, so like local cash, and you can't use your credit card. So she said when that happens, what you want to do is make sure you have a debit card where you can pull money out of an ATM. Um, that's because what you really want to avoid is airport currency exchange centers. So being able to get that currency locally, or even I'd kind of thought about it, it might be a good idea too, even before you go, if you know you're going on a trip, go to your bank and pull out money. But you'll want to go a little bit ahead of time. So we tried to do that. We went to Brazil like the day before our trip. And they're like, uh, no, we don't have Brazilian money at our bank. <laughs> so maybe they might have maybe euros or more common money. But if it's a little bit more abstract, you'll definitely want to ask a few weeks ahead of time. They can usually order it. But bring maybe a debit card, be able to use an ATM. Um, and avoid the airport. <laughs> so shout out to Jessica on that one because we have a very funny story for you that we'd like to share. One time, okay, so Kimberly and I, we were traveling to Brazil uh, about what two years ago now. So we were in Brazil for about two weeks and it was a whole lot of fun. And we ran into this very issue. <laughs> like, we did. We should have we known what Jessica had her advice. <laughs> now, so we did, use the, uh, we did use the credit card. And luckily, if you listen to our previous tips, um, we did use credit card for most of the vacation. And that was the way to go because you get really good exchange rates using credit cards like we talked about in previous episodes. However... One day, <laughs> one day, we were driving and we got to, uh, what was it, Kimberly? It was, it was um, a toll booth. It was a toll booth. In That's the right. middle of the countryside. So we get to this toll booth and uh, they we are, we're talking to the person and I speak Portuguese. So I'm talking to them and I hand them my credit card and they're like, oh, we don't take credit cards. And we were thinking, oh, okay, so you you probably so what do you take and like cash right and they're just like yeah we uh, cash only and we were thinking cash only cash <laughs> only so we can't use anything at all and we're like well we have american cash but that wasn't smart <laughs> we should have had other cash and only like a big bill it was like a 20 and it, it would have been like a 50 cents and you know an yeah. american money so it would have been a total ripoff just give them our american bill so the American bit, well, would have been like 60-ish. It. it would have been like 60 or 65. Hey, guys, and they don't accept American currency. We're in Brazil. They accept the Brazilian real, right? So we're there and we're thinking, oh, crap, what do we do? So we pulled off to the side and luckily they give you like one of those uh, like temporary like, uh, like mail-in ticket. ticket. It wasn't a ticket. It was like a mail-in ballot type thing. Well, and they said you could pay it at the next toll booth because we told them where we were going. Right. It's so, like, we just have to find money before the next toll booth. So we started driving around and we're like, well, it was on Sunday too. So all the banks are closed. And we had, luckily we had our bank cards, but we didn't pull, there was there were no ATMs available and none of our cards worked at those ATMs. Uh, so we leave the toll booth and we go and try to head over to one of the banks, but it's Sunday. So there's, there's no banks are open and we had our debit cards cause we had it kind of like a, as a backup. But the thing is we didn't, uh, but we didn't expect to use them. So we didn't check and see if our, uh, if our 
uh, debit card would actually work. <laughs> and we were kind of in the we were in the countryside, so there wasn't like a ton of banks around or shops or anything like that. And we're thinking, what do we do? Now we meant to go exchange our currency, but we were at the airport and never exchange your uh, money at the airport. By the way, it's a huge ripoff. Airports charge you an arm and a leg to exchange your currency. So we're like, what do we do? So we're driving around and we're like, well, no banks are open, ATMs aren't working with our debit card, no one's taking our credit card, and we have to pay at the next toll booth. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, what do we do? So we are driving around and we find a flea market. <laughs> we find a flea market and I'm with Kimberly and we're all in dress clothes because we're going to go to church in Brazil. So we're like wearing like nice clothes and stuff. We're in this flea market where there's like dead fish, the smell <laughs> everywhere. And we're like, oh, what do we do? So we walk over to uh, some guys and I just start asking people, I'm like, hey, I have a $20 US bill. Will anyone exchange it? And I gave them an extremely favorable exchange rate. It would have been better if I went to the airport with this exchange <laughs> rate. We were desperate. We were very desperate. I said, hey, I'm gonna, at the time, I think the exchange rate was like 3.8 and I was giving them like 2.5. So it, it was a crazy, it was a huge ripoff. I said, for this 20 bucks, give me 50 hay eyes that will get us <laughs> so like please this will work and so we, we start going around and this brazilian goes like hey my dad actually collects u.s currency i'm like great can i talk with him <laughs> so what were you doing i forgot what we did like you went with me i don't speak portuguese so i just followed you around <laughs> and I just was like, I really hope we can get some money or else we're trapped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we walk around, we get to this, uh, we get to this guy and sure enough, he collects it and he looked up the exchange rate on his phone. I'm like, Hey, I'll give you 2.5. Okay. You're going to, so it's 3.8 right now, but you're going to get 2.5. And he's like, sounds good. <laughs> I probably should ask for more, but he was doing such a favor. Uh, he was helping us. So he earned money off of this, which was cool. But then, so he gave me 50 hay eyes. I, I gave him the 20. I'm like, thank you so much. We drove to the next point, gave them the little ticket slash toll thingamajigger. And then we paid the amount that we were supposed to and had enough for the rest of the, uh, on the, the, on the way back. So more of the story is listen to our friend, Jessica. Yeah. So you're not exchanging <laughs> money at a flea market in the middle of nowhere. On Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. All right, so let's give you our quick education today, a few tips. Um, it's about mini budgets, which is kind of a fun topic. I, I think of it as like a fun financial strategy because we used it pretty recently, where really what it is, is it's setting a short-term budget for a specific event. It's something that's usually kind of out of the norm from your usual budget. So it's not like your grocery budget or your general entertainment budget or things like that. So let me give you an example. This uh, Memorial Day, we did a bunch of shopping because we had to get some furniture, get stuff for our baby, get stuff for our house, whatever. So it's kind of a shopping spree, right? You know, you're spending more than you normally would. And um, so we set a little mini budget for just Memorial Day. Other examples might be um, if you go on vacation or maybe if you get extra money, maybe your grandma gives you like 500 bucks for your birthday or something, like thank you grandma. You know, deciding what you wanna do with that and uh, setting sort of a mini budget. And let's talk about why they're useful. Then we'll talk about how to set one. So I feel like these are useful because they can help you stay on track for a specific event when it's usually tempting to maybe just get it all and we'll worry about it later. Like with the Memorial Day shopping, it's pretty tempting to just say, hey, you know, while we're spending this, throw it in the cart. And we kind of felt like that when we went to Ikea. We're like, while we're here, while we're tired, throw it in. 
We're good. Let's get it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. We'll pay for it later. We're done. <laughs> so it's really tempting and it's pretty easy. And even if the, it doesn't have to be super strict, right? Maybe you set a budget for $800 for your Memorial Day shopping spree. You know, if you go $850, maybe it's not the end of the world. But at least it's nice to just have a little budget so you don't feel like, oh my gosh, we're spending a bunch of money. Is this okay? Are we going too far over? It gives you sort of a range that when you're doing something that's out of the norm for you, you can feel like I'm still okay financially. Also, um, they're pretty easy to set and they can be a really easy way to keep track of your money. So when you're at the store, you're not trying to like kind of add everything up in your head and think about what you're making this month and how it fits into your budget. You can pretty easily think, okay, well I set 500 bucks for this. I'm still in that range. Spent about 100 bucks at the last store, about 200 here. So I got about 200 left. It kind of gives you an easy way to keep track of things. And it also makes sure during one-off events you're spending really consciously rather than just bleeding money. It's really easy to walk around with the card at Home Depot and just think, I probably, you know, I don't want to come back. I'll get a few extra brushes, things like that. It allows you to stay in budget. Another thing that's good about these little mini budgets is if you actually think about it, um, your master budget, the one that you're doing on a month-to-month basis, that starts to become routine. And so what's nice about these mini budgets is you're going to have these one-off experiences where you want to be able to incorporate that in your overall routine without it breaking the buck, or at least where you can actually anticipate some certain costs. So things like vacations, things like uh, big furniture purchases, whatever. You can say, okay, well, my overall budget sometimes doesn't go into the details of every little thing you're going to purchase in the overall master budget because that becomes routine. So usually, at least with ours, with our budget that we have, we say, okay, here's the money that we want to spend in the master budget. And then we, but when it comes to making purchases like on a vacation or going to Ikea, furniture purchases, whatever it may be, sometimes you're thinking, you know, I want to... Um, I, I want to buy some stuff, but I don't know exactly the ballpark range that it's going to be. So then you create a mini budget, figure out what that overall price is, and then throw it in the master. So let's talk about how to set one of these mini budgets. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, what we like to do is just have a specific amount of money that you can spend in mind. For example, if your grandma is very generous and gave you a $500 check for your birthday, you think that's kind of my limit. That's a nice grandma. I know. <laughs> that's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, that's a good grandma. <laughs> so if you think, you know, if you, it's kind of a, a larger unexpected amount of money, right? So if you get this kind of money and you think that's what I'm going to spend, or maybe you looked at your overall master budget and you said, yeah, we could do an extra $1,000 for the Memorial Day furniture spree or whatever it may be then you just kind of have a, an amount in mind that you're looking at and keep it simple and write it down. I like to just keep a little spreadsheet or maybe just keep a small note in your phone and just have here's my money I'm going to need and then I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to spend about $600 at Ikea, $100 at Home Depot, $50 you know at this store and it, it allows you to kind of keep track of them when you're at that store. You can kind of add up everything in your cart and say, yeah, we're still pretty much in range. And if there's more stuff that you need, you can easily say, okay, well, we're going to need more here. Maybe let's spend a little bit less here, et cetera. This came in handy when we were actually looking at buying our dresser because we went to one store and we knew kind of how much in general we wanted to spend because we'd looked up some items online. And we said, okay, the dresser we want is a good deal, but the matching nightstands were like, more than double the price than the other ones we were looking at. So it allowed us to pre pretty easily make that decision and go, well, 
yeah, this dresser nightstand combo is pretty good at this store, but we like this other one as well, and we can get it for a way better deal. And then not only if we get the better deal at this store, we had more money to buy other pieces of furniture that we didn't think we were going to be able to get that day. Because we'd set that mini budget and we spent under, we realized, hey, we've got a little extra money and we're able to get a few more pieces. So sometimes it can actually help you get more things, which is nice. <laughs> It is nice. Try to save money. Try to look for deals. And if you come under budget, you have a little extra money for budget. And this is one of those controversy or uh, controversial, shall I say, uh, topics when it comes to money. People, when they hear the word budget, they freak out. They're like, oh my goodness, I'm being restricted on what I have to purchase. Well, it also, if you go under budget, it also can be, hey, I have extra money to go towards the budget. I had a finance pr uh, professor that would actually teach us all the time. She said, if it's in the budget, spend it because you planned on it. Now, if you want to save the money, there's nothing wrong with that. Save the money, especially if you have loans and pay that off faster. But if you're in a position where you don't have a whole lot of extra loans and you're thinking, okay, there's some extra cash for me that I can use, maybe it makes sense to get an extra dresser or put that money towards another purchase that you're planning on doing. Yeah, budgets are really freeing because then when you're out there shopping, you're like, hey, I've got room in this budget. I can get this thing I've always wanted. Or when I'm going out to dinner with my spouse, I'm not sitting there wondering how it fits in my budget. I'm thinking, yeah, I know this fits in my budget. And I'm going to enjoy every dollar of this. It really allows you to enjoy what you're doing and to not feel worried about money when you're spending it. Remember, uh, finance, money, budgeting, these are tools. So treat them like tools. You're not going to look at a tool and be like, oh, I'm so like a hammer. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm so depressed because I have to use this <laughs> like, like hitting the nail. It's like, no, it, it's there for a reason. So as long as you use it wisely and you treat it like tools, you'll find that money, you'll start to develop a more healthy relationship with money where it's no longer a thing that stresses your life out. Rather, it's okay. I have, I can allocate, I can take some of this money and allocate it here, allocate some over there to build up this and that and this and that. It's like, okay, well, should I use a hammer or should I use a screwdriver? Should I uh, use this size of a screw or should I use this size of a nail? It starts to turn more into that and then that is way more healthy or a way more healthier view of how money should be versus one of those things that can cause divorces or uh, cause huge stresses or whatever it may be. So, and that's, and that's why we're doing this show is to help people understand that, hey, you know what? There's certain tools out there that you want to use. You are not going to use a hammer to fix a window. You're going to break the window. So you're, if you're having trouble purchasing stuff, you're not going to get in debt because then you'll be stuck in debt your whole life. That's, these are the principles that we're discussing right now. I love that. It's the idea of having a healthy relationship with money. Money is a tool to help you. It doesn't have to be the enemy. Um, and kind of a, a last little fun tip on this. I've been thinking about this one a lot lately. So another way to use mini budgets is really as an incentive to save money or maybe sell old items. So for example, maybe you have all this crap in your garage and you're like, well, it's a lot of effort to sell. You got to list it online. You got to People have got to contact you and it may be, maybe you only get like 10 bucks for something or 20 bucks. And sometimes it's not worth your time, you know, to sell, just donate it or whatever. But sometimes you can say, well, if I'm going to sell all this stuff in the garage, then I'm going to take part of that money and I'm going to go get a massage <laughs> or something. I'm going to save up <laughs> and then I'm going to go do something fun with it. reason why Kimberly's saying this is because this is exactly what she's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, this is inspired the whole topic. Every day I tell Todd, if I sell this, I'm going to get a massage. And every day when I wake up with sore hips from being pregnant, I say, oh my gosh, 
I'm going to sell that and I'm going to get rid of this stuff and get that extra money. By the way, I'm not a terrible husband. I said she can get a massage anytime she wants. This is her. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. He's like, just sign up and get it. And I'm like, I want to sell the stuff first. Then I'll feel good about spending that, indulging in that money a lot. So so anyway, it's kind of a good incentive to just clear out old stuff in your house. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Homemade Ops. Uh, Feel free to subscribe, like us, leave comments. Join us on the social medias too. Let us know if there's any topics or even if you have tips of your own. Jessica shared a tip for us when it comes to travel and we would love to hear other ones from you. There's That's what we are. We're a community trying to figure out this thing that we call life and how to live it and how to basically navigate and set up operations so we can withstand the tough waters when they come. Thank you everyone for being here and we'll see you on Wednesday. The information shared on our show is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be advice. Reach out to a professional for your specific situation.